What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Hyperspace Hangout is brought to you by Larkin Briley. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. All right, Ez, you know, every time before the show, we always think about, like, a question to come up with. Yeah. Uh, to, to start the show off. And But last night, you and I had one where we were just, we were sitting around, and we were kind of talking about um, Rise of Skywalker, and, you know, a question came up. Who has more lines? Daniel <laughs> oh. Craig in Episode 7 yeah. or Dominic, Mon- you know, Monaghan? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously. Who has who has more lines? <laughs> oh my gosh! I I I oh God! I, I love old I love old Mary. You know, he's he's a good he's a good Hobbit. He's a good guy. I don't know. I I actually think the answer is Daniel Craig. I think he has more lines. I know, and he wasn't. You know, it's just funny because they they started. It seems like he was hyped, like he was going to be this big deal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I was well, just like, we were just thinking about that. Yeah, it's crazy because I think he was supposed to be like, I think in, in the JJ and I think we have a question even about like the air quote JJ cut, you know, versus Bob Iger cut versus every other cut that people are talking about. Right. I, I will get into that later. It's just kind of crazy. But um, because he has talked about wanting to see the deleted scenes or more of the stuff that JJ had done because he thinks he's in that. Um, and he is sort of like a researcher or a doctor, and so he, he does have a, a bigger role, I guess, as far as, like, canon. I mean, books will be written about his character. Or he'll be incorporated into some comic book or something. So th- so that was kind of cool. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. definitely has a more significant role in that regard. Um, and he's a good dude. You know, it just sucks because cause it was like, I think we were ho- – I was open for a little bit more. You know, Well, I, just, I, I think it cool. was – I think it was certainly more hype, right? Like I think it was just, oh, he's in it. Um yeah. 
And so everyone was like, oh, he's going to be a big deal. Whereas, like, Daniel Craig, like, we didn't know he was in the movie until afterwards. And I was like, oh, that was Daniel Craig. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. maybe there maybe there was some stuff beforehand or something, but I don't I don't remember it. Um, him being him being talked about. But I, yeah, but I just I just thought well, I just thought I just thought it was interesting. We were talking about it last night. Yeah, it's it's funny, too, that the people who get in there and their cameos, either they stay or they don't stay or they they get cut like the princes were in The Force Awakens and their stuff got cut. Daisy Ridley was talking about that. You know, it's just kind of that's kind of crazy. It kind of sucks. So you just really never know. Um, it's amazing, I, I guess, to think about all the stuff that would fall on the cutting board and things that don't mm-hmm. go through. Because even reading this article from Chris Terrio that I recently read about Rose and how much more she was supposed to be in it, but because of the lighting and the way the scenes around Leia, a lot of her stuff was was around some of the stuff that they had with Leia, and it just they recorded a lot of it, they filmed a lot of it, and just some of it some of it worked, some of it didn't, um, and so a lot of her stuff ended up being cut. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, on a funny note, remember last night I also told you that there's the um, what is it a, a meme or whatever of it's it's uh, when Ray is handing the lightsaber to Luke and instead of Ray's face, it's Ryan Johnson handing Rose to JJ yeah. and he just and takes just it and tosses like, yeah. it. <laughs> like that's terrible, but it yeah. sucks because they want I, he adores her and. Everything that I read from those guys was kind of indicating, yeah, that they they wanted more of her, but it just they didn't find you know a room or a role for her. It's sort of the same thing Ryan Johnson said about Phasma. I mean, and even the Knights of Ren. The reason he didn't have the Knights of Ren in there, they just didn't have a place in his story. So the yeah. Knights of Ren didn't move on, uh, and it's like, well, they did in JJ's, and so they came back. So it's just yeah, little you know, different, but. Yeah, well, and we and we have the um, uh, a transmission we'll get to here in a bit about uh, you know the Iger cut or the JJ cut or um, something like that that's been kind of in in the news a little bit here. Um, but and but we'll get to that. But uh, man, how you, how you yeah. doing, Ez? Dude, I'm doing well. Um, you know, I I've been uh, keeping. I've been back into Legends, reading a little bit. Uh, I recently have been reading the Bounty Hunter uh, War series. I I've, I almost finished that up. I'm in the third book now. Uh, so working my way through that, and then, gosh, I started this 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 dive in into like um, you've always talked about sh- the the um, shadows of the empire, and mm. so that's up next. Although there's some pre reading I need to do, so I like to go sort of in order. You know, when I when I'm following like a, like a character, so Prince Shizor, I'm going to go back to his his origins, the, like the, like the beginnings, and march my way through his stuff, even though. He's referenced later on in the timeline. It's like I want to go back to when he first sort of emerges and and um, and kind of follow his arc and stuff. There's some fascinating stuff in there with with uh, Luke Skywalker's family, uh, Uncle Owen and uh, Aunt Beru. So uh, I want to, I want to go back and read that again and, and everything. But I've been good and I'm excited to keep talking uh, Star Wars. I've still only seen I, I I've only seen the Rise of Skywalker twice and I still love it. I just mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to go see it. Again, so I'm really waiting for it just to come out, you know, and I can I can, um, you know, watch it daily. <laughs> so yeah, but y- yeah, y- yeah, you know, hey man, I've uh, I've been diving into. Um, I got let me see here. I've, I've done a bit. I've been doing a handful of things. I'm just about done with the episode one novelization. I'm I'm right right to where they're just about to fight Darth Maul, mm-hmm. which is good. I think the episode I like I like it a lot. There's just uh, it's really the first novelization that I've really dove into and i'm gonna kind of i think then i'll follow up with episode twos and threes and and so on um 
but so that's uh, that's certainly pretty good. Or then, but then I also have uh, Dooku, and then I downloaded yeah. the first Thrawn book, the old uh, Thrawn yep. trilogy. So I've definitely been doing a handful of uh, some Star Wars reading. I uh, finally uh, it took me you know like three years to figure it out, like literally uh, got Star Wars: The Old Republic running. Uh, for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem oh, yeah. to like seem to like windows 10 so you have to do this like repair utility it's you know nerd stuff um anywho uh (laughs) so um but man it's so good like going back and playing it again i'm just like oh yeah this this game is this game is pretty good though from everything but from everything i've read it's like once you kind of get towards the end of the game um and a lot of mmo rpgs run into this problem where there's just not a lot of stuff to do once you get to the top tier stuff other than just like battle people Mm mm-hmm um, but right now I'm having a ton of fun playing through the the story. I have two characters going. I have a Sith Juggernaut, which is kind of like Vader, uh, and then a Jedi Guardian, which I guess is kind of like I think like Obi Wan. Um, okay. Yeah. And so playing through those different stories is is a ton of fun. But it's uh, it's free. You can play it for free. I don't think you can do any of the. There's like two big expansions. Um, or I think I'm, I'm not super. There's like the Re- Revan expansion, and then there's another one. Um, I remember seeing the trailer for it where it's like the guys yeah. fighting the that other like Jedi guy the, with the yellow lightsabers and their brothers and you know, but I'm not oh I'm not, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I can't remember entirely what it's called or like some it's like some third faction right that right. comes in outside of the Jedi and the Sith um so I'm not even close not even close to any of that stuff yet but uh it's good I gotta say it's it's definitely it's definitely pretty fun so um, with Will you get to play those expansions then? I think you have to, and I'm not entirely sure. I think you have to, like, subscribe. So, like, mo- okay. like World of Warcraft, I'm a little more familiar with because I played it for a bit of a bit of time. Yeah. Um, so, world, like, what it is is you you pay like your fifteen dollars a month, and then that lets you play. Um, and then when the expansions comes out, you have to buy the expansions. So, gotcha. right, and so then World of Warcraft. Um, they give you like so much content for free, like as as they're constantly doing expansions and expansions, like every year or every couple mm-hmm. of years. You know, eventually that some of those expansions are then become free. So I think you can play up to like expansion and World of Warcraft. Um, I think you can play up to like the fourth or fifth expansion for free. I mean, not free; it's part of your subscription price, but you don't have to then go buy the sixty dollar expansions. Okay, um, that yeah. you would like every year. So. Okay. I don't know. I just kind of started back in the Old Republic, so I'm not, I, and I haven't really read up on it in a long time, so I'm not super familiar with a lot of that stuff. So I could be entirely wrong, but um, so yeah, far, so so far, it's so far it's a pretty cool experience. I got to say, I uh, my my Jedi, I um, I helped this uh, tribe of a uh, Twi'leks, you know, take down yeah. some. There's like these flesh eater guys, and uh, it's pretty cool. You can choose. So I guess you can choose. Um, to play as like a Jedi and then go dark side or like join the Empire because it it takes place around 400 years after Knights of the Old Republic two, okay. and so there is a civil war going on between the Republic and the Empire. There is a Republic and an Empire at the same at the same time, and they are warring with each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Wow, dude, that's. 
I'm excited that you're playing. I remember when you were trying to get it going. I was like, man, this is take, like you know, you were having all sorts of uh, well, roadblocks. Yeah, and- yeah. So I, yeah, the, the issue was it would I, I would I would download the like the the utility to launch it, and it just it wouldn't it just wouldn't go. And I back in the day when I was on a Windows Seven computer, it just ran fine. And so um, I guess it's a pretty common problem for anybody trying to install it on Windows Ten. And so ultimately, there's it was a pretty easy workaround once I really kind of dove into it a little bit. I just had to like ex, you know extract files into a folder and then launch mm-hmm. it like from that folder. And so I can't actually launch it from my desktop. I have to I can only launch it from like this folder. But then it runs yeah. fine. Run the game runs perfectly fine. So it's like okay, well I don't know, I don't know. You know, I mean I I, I don't think that it's any of it's even considered canon anymore. Um, well, I think that it just had such a big. It, yeah, I think it still has around a million people sub- subscribe to it, and so okay. it's certainly it's certainly making uh, money. Otherwise, I don't think it'd be running at all. Gotcha. Yeah, that was we, we would talk about a little bit uh, a little bit about the idea that yeah, why is it still running and and interesting that it's still you can still get on there and play and everything. So uh, I mean, World of Warcraft's still going, and that's been around for like fifteen years or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, a lot of these MMOs can just run forever but it's i gotta say it's it's definitely it's um it's pretty fun there's like i think there's like eight character classes you can play as like a republic commando you can play as a bounty hunter um like a mandalorian you can play as a scoundrel like han solo um and then there's like a few different jedi and sith classes as as well so um nice anyway nice. so yeah yeah so playing that i finished jedi fallen order um yeah i give i gave kind of my review on twitter uh i'd give it like a seven out of ten yeah. Um, I think I think kind of what I said. A lot of people seem to agree with uh, the story is pretty cool, actually. Um, and there's like these big kind of action moments, but the backtracking in this game is just awful. That's that's my that's certainly my my biggest my biggest complaint um, is that the backtracking in this game, the map system is just like you're uh, you're constantly like, wait, where am I supposed to go again? Like, how do I get mm-hmm. there? Um, and you've played it as well. Um, yeah, yeah, there is there, there there is a lot of going back and forth. I have not finished it. I'm probably midway through, but it's it's yeah. a lot of moving Cause around. Because right, because then I then I started playing the Force Unleashed, which is just level based, and obviously this game. I mean, Jedi Fallen Order is like gorgeous, and I'm running it on my PC and like you know max settings. I mean, it's it's a gorgeous looking game. Um, but I I think I would just would have rather preferred something like that that's a little more linear. So you can just get through this really good story um, a little bit faster. And then also, I think the combat, while it's cool, like there's a lot your guy can do. Mm -hmm. um, You like comparing it to the Force Unleashed, which is a game that came out like 2008 or 2009. um, You know, the Force Unleashed, you're running around and you're just like picking up guys and throwing them left and right, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as a as a Sith in that game. And then a Jedi spoiler alert. But uh (laughs) <laughs> you know, to, to a 2009 game. Um, that game feels more like the way I feel like it should be, right? Where you're just like, you're a Jedi, okay? Like, stormtroopers should not pose any threat to you whatsoever. Yeah. I will, the only thing, and I, I know I know exactly what you're saying, I did like the element that he was still, like, all those still flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that he flashed back to... Like, cause at one point he can't, you can't uh, run across the walls, and so like you mm-hmm. can't do stuff like that. And then you're like, oh, then all of a sudden something comes back to him in the right. He's like reconnecting memory. He's reconnecting to the yeah. force. Yeah, I mean that's cool. Again, and that I think like I, your progression, I don't have is is fine, but it just seems like 
eventually, even even towards the end of the game, when you get really powered up, mm-hmm. it is just you run when you run into like a group of stormtroopers, especially like the scout troopers that have got like this kind of stun baton things. Yeah. Um, rather than being like, okay, here's a bunch of these guys, I'm just gonna wreck them. What ends mm-hmm. up happening is you're like, okay, hold on, now I gotta wait for him to attack so I can parry, and so he's just kind of like it become mm-hmm. they become more of an annoyance, more yeah. than just a part of the game. But yeah. uh, but again, the story though I think is really awesome. Like there are, I, I was kind of explaining it to you a little bit because I think, oh yeah, um, you're just gonna kind of probably yeah, just watch, watch the cutscenes, watch yeah. watch the cutscenes just to get the rest of the story. There are two moments in this game, um, I guess. Is it okay to spoil it? I mean, it's been out for a while. Yeah, I think if we just tell people, maybe I don't know. It, it has been out for a while, and I think people there's there's spoilers out yeah. there online. I, okay, well, there, it's, there's, it's pretty epic. Yeah, there's two like I mean, pretty amazing moments that I just and I don't know that they were really intended to be. I think they were just, but I think they re, like they, they hit really. I thought it was really really cool the way they did it. Um, there's a moment where so you have flashbacks throughout the game. And you to win like this is how you unlock your new powers, right? Is you run into your next obstacle because Cal Kestis um, didn't necessarily turn himself off from the force. He just, you know, Order 66 happened when he was a Padawan. And so yeah. then now he's going back to being a Jedi. And so he's kind of like retraining himself. So as you come up to more obstacles um, in the video game world, we call this Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Right, which is a Metroid in Castlevania. It's a it's a term where you're you're given kind of a big world, and you will go back and forth, and then you unlock a new ability. Zelda is very much like this too. Um, you will you will unlock a new item or a new ability, which will allow you to progress um, to a different area that you had maybe seen before. You'd maybe see like a wall that required like a certain item, and this happens in this game where you you find these. There's a, you'll get to a spot and you'll be like. Oh, how do I get over there? But then mm-hmm. you'll obtain a power later in the game. And you're like, oh yeah, I can go back and go to that new area. So right. yep. yeah, we call that Metroid. That's Metroidvania is kind of the term for that. So um, that's, so you, in the game, you have these flashbacks to when you were a Padawan and you learned it. And so that's how you unlock the new, the new powers. So at the end of the game, you have like kind of your final flashback uh, and it's when Order 66 happens. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, you're running up to your master. Um, but like, as you're getting ready to do this kind of final training session, you're like, you wake up and then you're like running through the halls to go to the training room. And you're like running by these uh, clone troopers. And they're like, like giving you fist bumps and be like, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, good job. Like, good luck today and all this stuff. Um, right. But like, you hear some of them talking and they say, oh, yeah, it seems like we've got some new orders coming through. Uh, like, I don't know, just heard rumors, stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, like, I, I got to yeah. say, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, so you get up. So then you're this final thing um, and you do your final training session where you run up to your master and he's standing there and he's like um, and you're getting ready to talk about like, yeah, I think we're going to go to this new planet. And there's a clone trooper standing behind him and he gets the order, you know, like order. Uh, execute order 66 and so he goes to kill your master and your master just kind of like stabs him because he realizes what's going on but mm-hmm. then he's like so taken aback yeah like it's almost it looks like he's almost about to have a heart attack because like obviously order 66 is going on and jedi all at once kind of we see it in episode three with yoda um mm-hmm. a bit but it's just an, it's just a cool way that they did it here and it's not really like 
they like they hyper focus on this moment. It's just a moment that happens in the sequence of like, okay, now you've got to escape. But I yep. just thought it was really cool that they did that. Just because yeah, just the, the just yeah. just the way it looks in the game, I think is like really cool. You're like, oh sh man, like Order right. sixty six is going on. Like, and you would have to imagine that these Jedi uh like feel this. Like, I mean, enormous disturbance in the force where Jedi are being killed left and right. So I just thought it was super cool. And then there's another moment later where you're fighting kind of the main um, villain. You fight her like two or three times. And um, because the whole game is like, you're tracking down this holocron, which has a list of force uh, adept children. Mm -hmm. And so you're trying to keep it out of the hands of the empire. So you're like, you have to travel all around and there's like this Jedi like scavenger hunt basically. Um, and so you're, but anyway, so you get to this part and then you fight her and you like, you just, you, you know, your, your fight kind of finishes and you knock her, like the lightsaber out of her hand. Um, and you go to, uh, pick it up to attack her. And as soon as you touch it, it's like, you get like, he just basically zones out because he picks up this thing. It's got all this dark side kind of, you know, energy in it. And so he's like transported to some of her backstory, which is really important in the game. Um, and then she steals the holocron and whatever, but it's just, I just thought, again, that was really cool because I, you know, I feel like in the star Wars, that is something that would happen is you yeah, would yeah. not be expecting something. You touch something kind of like Ray. Like, I don't think when Ray realizes in episode seven, when she grabs this lightsaber, she's going to be immediately in this like very powerful force vision. So I just thought it was really cool. I was like, those are like the two I thought were like coolest moments of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, it sounds it sounds sick. There's still stuff left there for people to go explore because oh, there's I, still a ton. Yeah, the ending yeah. is like the ending is. I think the ending's really good. I think the ending's really good to the game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm definitely gonna have to um, either one play it or just watch the cutscenes because I've looked up all the characters and read through uh, mm -hmm. what happens and it it just sounds sounds awesome. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So. Um, Yes. All right. Well, um, Ez and I have been running a handful of polls. Seems like we've been uh, Twitter is where I just kind of go to now, and I just we I run a lot of polls. I think you and I both kind of run them on our own. Um, yeah. Twitter, uh, which is also our Instagram and everything else, TikTok. We're on TikTok now. It's it's super cool. <laughs> um, I just did something absurd. You can definitely go check that out. It's uh you know so same <laughs> it's absurd. same as all same as all uh, all of our other uh, handles here. Uh, you know <laughs> for me at Super Gains Rose and as at Wamprat underscore two M. But we've been running some polls and we run them also in the hyperspace Twitter as well, which is uh, at hhl three three seven. Um, so I ran one the other day. I got like almost three hundred votes. Favorite Star Wars sequel movie. And surprisingly, uh, of 269 votes, Rise of Skywalker, 45.7%, and then The Force Awakens and Last Jedi were tied at 27% each. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I've even seen, it's neat to go to different communities and different, um, whether it's podcast, YouTube, or whoever, and see what fans uh, who are really into this are, are going and saying. Mm -hmm. and, and, I mean, yeah, Rise of Skywalker is coming out ahead of the other two and people are kind of split on the force awakens and the, and the mm -hmm. last Jedi, which is interesting. I think. Yeah. See, I thought it would be the other way around. I thought, and again, as you said, it could just be the, the community that, that, that got polled, which I think is the case for, for most polls. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you were to get 
most, let's say, of America, I-, I thought that The Force Awakens would be the overwhelming favorite, and then it would be a split between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Well, and and sometimes I think when you run polls, too, like, like the last time that, you, if you look at, like, your mainstream, just somebody who went into the movie theater who just goes and watches mm-hmm. it when it comes out, like, they haven't seen The Force Awakens unless they did a rewatch in a long time, so sometimes I always think, right. like, There's certainly well, some recency bias. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's okay. I mean, I... I think it's cool. Uh, um, I was glad to see that really The Last Jedi didn't do as bad as I thought it was going to do. I thought people were going to just trash it. Um, I don't, I don't poll, know, though. But. I mean, yeah, in our in our poll, I don't know. I It seems, um, from what I see in the community, it, it does seem like there is a split. Either some, the, yeah. It seems like the people who really, really liked Last Jedi don't like Rise of Skywalker as much, and then perhaps maybe the other way around. Um, mm-hmm. with yeah. a, you, I, from just from what I've seen online, is people who really seem to like Rise of Skywalker did not like Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So I don't know. We'll keep. Um, I, it's just they're different, and there's a story yeah. to tell. There's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces to you know um, Carrie Fisher passing away, the directors, exactly. the, the the you know new acquisition by Disney and everything. Just different. It's just totally mm-hmm. different. It's very hard to actually compare it back to what was done under George Lucas. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, I I think it is, and it, it's because you know you and I've talked talked about this before, where it's it's almost like the movie. To me, the movies are kind of segmented, right? Where it's like five and like just cinematically and everything like. Four, five, and six feel very fluid amongst one uh, amongst one another, and then for the mm-hmm. prequels, one to me feels like kind of its own movie, which is why I like it so much. And then you have two and three feel very similar, especially because it's Hayden Christensen now, and it's like the same cast in both movies. Um, and then in one, they were still kind of using they still use puppets a little bit, right? Like uh, Yoda is a puppet, um, and then in two and three, it's like complete CG. Um, and then, you, you know, these movies, it's kind of, it's, it's, it, these ones, I think it's, it's a little more tricky cause you have, you know, like the last Jedi feels quite different than the force awakens and then rise of Skywalker feels like it's kind of own thing. So I really feel like these three movies all feel almost independent of one another. Yeah. Yeah. C- yeah. Kind of different. Yeah. Yeah. Different themes, um, just different goals and purposes and stuff but it's crazy for us to think you know the creator himself is not i mean they pulled him in to work on some of this but you know it's george is not here anymore so this is this is great i think they did the best Mm -hmm. they could they probably learned from this experience and uh and hopefully things are going to get better and get more cohesive and and stuff um my thing i think i was telling you this last night is i just hate the i i hope people can can get away from immediate knee-jerk reactions and going back and forth just just following the ebb and flow of, of like the fan i just if you have a vision see it i actually admire ryan johnson for this just in that he said this is what i wanted to do that from start to finish people were already in the, in the in the beginning of the process telling him this is risky this is a little too much this is whatever but he saw it through mm-hmm. and again it was it was one of those things where it's like darn it i wish okay let's see what you can do in the next movie um, mm-hmm. Let's see if you what you do with Rise of Skywalker episode nine, and uh, it's just uh, it's something. Maybe one day I'm sure there's, gonna be, there's they always do a documentary on these things, and and we can learn more about them. Uh, talk to the actors and you know and and producers and everybody uh, behind this. But it does kind of lead us into really uh, this discussion about the the cuts or the different versions mm-hmm. that there mm-hmm. might have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
This is uh, Wes from the OC just sent us a transmission saying, uh, you know, Matinez, uh, what do you guys think about the rumored Iger cut? Uh, for those that don't know, it's rumored that JJ's original cut was over three hours and was pressured to get get it down further. He supposedly turned in a two um, a two hour and thirty seven minute cut as his final version before it was it was cut down uh, by Disney to two hours and twenty two minutes. If this is true, I personally am I personally am very sad that we didn't get the creator's vision and that corporate. Um, you know, kind of worry got in the way of the story. You know, it's just as these are Wes's thoughts. Um, and I, I've, I've seen articles out there about some of this. And I mean, even Don Monahan was, I think, pushing, I mean, I think he was pushing an article that, that was like wanting the JJ cut. I mean, I think mm-hmm. one of the actors was, yeah, I've like, seen he that was pushing well. that, which is kind of crazy. So, yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that as well. I just, I, I don't know. Um, and let it really, I guess it really kind of depends maybe on what the, what that content that was there was, yeah. um, cause maybe it made some scenes like almost too long because I just, I just don't, I don't see how Disney could have sat there and said two hours and 37 minutes is too long when earlier, you know, like six months prior you release a movie that's three hours long and is like the best selling movie, you know, I mean, Avengers Endgame. So it's, it's not like Disney's never released a movie that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't even think two hours and 37 minutes. I think Rise of Skywalker was that or uh, Last Jedi was that long, wasn't it? Isn't Last Jedi about it, two? It might have been. About, yeah. I think Last Jedi is a little bit, a little bit longer than Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I don't know that it meant. I don't know that they were saying, "Oh, we have to be inside a certain you know number of minutes or mm-hmm. whatever." Um, it was probably actually scenes. It was it was probably because uh, remember that was in the movie. Yeah, because remember we know that Rogue One they they watched it and they said we need to do reshoots for tone. Mm-hmm. Um and and so and it does it does seem again like um sometimes when we say Disney, I think that you know we need we need to look at it as. Like I don't know how much like the head of 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 Disney, like is Bob is Bob Iger like the head head of Disney? Yeah, head CEO. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and yeah, I don't Kathleen Kennedy over Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah. See, because I, I I don't know if if does Bob Iger have any say in what goes on at Marvel? Because I mean, if he's the head of Disney, you imagine he would be the head of both. So I I don't I don't mm-hmm. think he he could have been like. I mean, you'd have to you have to just see what's what's going on in in both, and, and just say like, well, Avengers Endgame was three hours. I don't think it's gonna be that big of an issue. Uh, maybe because it's Star Wars, but I don't. I don't know. I'm. I think. I think with you. I think. I think it's tone. I think because that's the only we've seen that before with Rogue One. We knew Rogue One had to have reshoots um, for tone. So maybe. So maybe it was more of a Kathleen Kennedy kind of decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. I, I don't know. I, I hope maybe one day we'll learn more about this. I really want to see what the deleted scenes are and, and see if there's any like director's commentary on mm-hmm. on stuff. And again, he's not going to come out and JJ's not going to come out and say like, oh, these guys, you know, handcuffed me here and and I wasn't able to do X, Y, and Z and and stuff. I mean, it was neat to actually read Chris Terrio's um, responses to it, uh, some some interview that he did where he was talking about how. A lot of stuff just that he mm-hmm. and JJ went back and forth on on the ending of the movie and and various scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like, you know, wow, there's, there's tons of, of there's tons of um, 
there's been tons of articles over the year about Revenge of the Sith was originally a four hour movie. No, really? Yeah. I mean, there's been articles about that for years. Um, well, that the, that the, and I want to see it. Uh, so if somebody can find me, if somebody can find me that cut, uh, sign me up. Because uh, mm-hmm. that yeah. movie's that movie's uh, great. I would love I would love more more of that cut. Right, right. So he, here's an interesting article. I'm gonna post this maybe in our, our group or whatever. If you go look up um, people, let me think here. How, how, how to put this? There's a lot of a lot of different people who work on these films. It's not just one person, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, again, I said I said the writer and director were going back and forth, and then the producers are 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 in there, and you've got I, I get the the corporate guys are are taking a look at stuff and and whatever they're the ones back in the movie and and stuff. So you know, even George Lucas, like his own wife, like a lot of when people say, well, he's the creator, um, but what we got in mm-hmm. especially episodes four and six, like her editing choices and the things that she did, like the killing of of Obi Wan Kenobi and. And like um, just some of the stuff that she she came up with, like the the trench warfare, the the kiss for luck, all this little things that were added in that she kind of helped you know add flavor to and stuff. It's it's interesting. So you just have to think. There's a lot of people who um, I don't know. A, a lot of people who you, you've got to kind of consult and and talk mm-hmm. through things. And I think at the end of the day, JJ has to do what he has to do. He's he's the director still. I still mm-hmm. think what we got was JJ's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and you know, I actually in, in trying to in, I'm trying to find some of that um, the articles about that that four hour cut, and actually, what I stumbled upon is infinitely better. Uh, it is a thread, a a, a board, a, a board from 2006, right? So we're talking about right when Episode Three came out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and this is people talking about how what they thought about the the then rumored four hour cut of Revenge of the Sith. And some people, there's, there's, a, there are people going back and forth about Anakin's fall, saying it was too rushed. Uh, yeah, I'm saying uh, it's just this is interesting just to look at this. You know, some people were like, like, um, in one second he says, "What have I done?" And then the next second he says, "I submit myself to your will." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and like people are saying, and so it's just interesting looking at this. These people talking about this from back then. Um. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where over time, you know, it's because right now we're looking at all of the production side of it and everything over time, you know, in like five years or so, when we look back at this and we just kind of start to get away from the idea of what was all, what was all going on with it. Um, and we just start looking at it as the story and as they release more movies and more content that will fill in some of the gaps. I think we will have a different opinion on the movie. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I mean, I I know that I I like what I saw. I, I think I think it was good. I think there were, you know, I mean, all all of us have opinions about where we would have liked to seen this or a little bit more of that or or whatever. Um, and and maybe it it'll be kind of neat to see what JJ had planned in the deleted scenes, and say, wow, that would have been really cool. There was some again the third lesson in the Last Jedi was cut. Right now that I look mm-hmm. at this, I'm like, what's the third lesson that Luke was going to teach Ray? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, some of those scene, some of those yeah, you know? some of those some of those scenes in um, that you showed me uh, when the Last Jedi came out, and I was certainly one of the haters of that movie, and you were 
one of the uh, defenders of that movie. Mm-hmm. When you showed me that scene where she's looking into the village, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I believe that's in the novelization, isn't it? That stuff. Yeah. That's, yep. That stuff is in the novelization. And I was kind of like, oh wow, you know, that would have been great. Uh, that would that that would have been great. You know. Um, you know, a lot of movies, when you look at extended editions, uh, like I d- won't even watch the theatrical versions of Lord of the Rings. Like, I'm, I, oh, yeah, I don't no, I, no. I don't even consider that like to to exist no. um, at this point. And then uh, another movie that you and I both liked initially. And I thought that the extended version really makes it. And a, a lot of people seem to view it a little more favorably was Batman versus Superman. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people thought, wow, this is kind of rushed. It seems like we're missing scenes. And then they released the director's cut, which was around 20 minutes more. Um, and, you know, I think uh, the Internet viewed that a little more favorably. Yeah. Which I don't get how they didn't right. view favorably in the first place, because as and I will both tell you, <laughs> it's a freaking awesome movie. Okay? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think more and more too we've seen what the Lord of the Rings and that extended edition will do for people. Like we're willing, you know, to sit for three hours and mm-hmm. watch these movies, even though it's in the theater and we all got to take a pee break. We don't really care. I mean, we're we're gonna get it later, and we just want we want more, mm-hmm. and we want you to tell a full story. If the story ha- has to be longer, that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. you, well, you've I, got our attention. So especially in these final installments, I, I feel like right, yeah, right. I mean. Um, I mean, my biggest complaint for years over Marvel was it's like, how many movies are we into, right? Like, how long is it going to take to get to uh, Thanos? But now that, like, I finally saw it, and that was two movies. I mean, and mm-hmm. Endgame is like three hours, and Infinity War. I yeah. don't know the I don't know the runtime, but off the top of my head, I'd have to say it's probably two and a half hours. So if you consider mm-hmm. that kind of one thing, um, yeah. I think that I think it's phenomenal, start to finish. Huge. I mean, if, if yeah. I watch, and then you've got Ant Man, which is kind of going on at the exact same time. So, and then uh, Captain Marvel, which I watched, and I was like, "Yeah, this is okay." I didn't, um, but um, I mean, that's like twenty five movies, and oh, yeah. I mean, which is insane. To, that that's insane to think about, really. Like when you when you think about it, is like that's that's a lot of movies. Um, yeah. So, but I don't, but I, I view when I look at, when I look at the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I think about some of the movies, um, it's hard for me to really pick apart some of them because there are so many of them. And so it does feel like one bigger, bigger story. So some movies kind of fix some of the other problems. And I think that'll be the thing with this. I think if we get, you know, a Ray movie or a Finn movie or whatever going forward, then, you know, you can show something in one of those movies, and then when you go back and you watch, like, oh, that's like that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just like what just like what the prequels did for the originals. I mean, the, in episode four, Obi Wan's talking about the Clone Wars. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, what's that? Uh, and right. then we get to see it, and it's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I, I think uh, I I don't know. I I my whole thing with Star Wars going forward is I just want there to be. Um, a plan, like a really cohesive sort of plan. I know that there w- that there is one. That's kind of foolish of me to say, uh, but at the same time, I'm not so sure that it's that. I, I get that right. you can have a plan and then things can go wrong, and people, directors get fired, or what you you brought on some talent you thought they mm-hmm. were going to do this and they didn't, um, or an actress dies. You know, so it's just kind of 
It's so I don't know. I think that's I think it's wise of them to what they said going into Rise of Skywalker is they're going to slow down and take a break yeah. and do some safe stuff, which is TV shows and build their story and start thinking, you know, five, ten years from now like they did with Marvel. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think yeah. that's good. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would still say up into uh, up until this point, I mean, they've made five movies Right, so far, and then you have like the Mandalorian yep. and a lot of other stuff. I mean, I'd still say that Disney has had more hits than than failures, even if you're somebody who wants to consider The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker a failure. But it seems like more people, if you are going to consider one of them a failure, picks one or the other. Um, then I mean, you're still like four for five, or even three for five, because uh, I think Solo and Rogue One are are good. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So and yeah. I think they're doing good. Although they did do something that Ez and I are a little ticked about. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. Have you seen? Wait, did uh, they actually do this, though? I it's, don't know. It's a real deal, man. It's, no, it's, hold on. It is, it is for real. It's in the um, the Force. Uh, hold on. I got I to gotta, I gotta pull it up here. Um, let's see here. Uh, so, Star Wars. There's a new Star Wars timeline. It it seems like it's from the Force or the the Rise of Skywalker like visual novelization. It's like a companion book, um, and they are changing it to B from BBY, which is the Battle of uh, Yavin, to BSI, which is the Star um, Killer Incident. And as and I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, we don't care. You ain't changing well, my timeline. Yeah, you ain't changed my timeline. No, not at all. So my question, though, is, is that only for that one resource? I mean, they're not doing this across the board. Well, it, it seems it's, like it's just it, the visual it is, dictionary. It is, a new, it is a new resource, but we'll have to see moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think that's going to, you know, work, okay? Because, like, Star yeah. Wars, I mean, I mean 1977. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, Battle of Yavin. This, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, you told me about that, and I thought... Hold on a second. They are not going back and re, you know, like like looking at dates and saying, I mean, because then, are, like, what are you going to do? Battle of Yavin is pre Star Killer incident. And like I'm going to have to years. know that how many years mm-hmm. that is and stuff. Like, I mean, well, if they just start saying everything is X BS BSI, then that would you would over time you would just know know that it is interesting though that uh episode one takes place 66 years before uh <laughs> before Jesus. somebody somebody i saw that in one of the comments uh they said that episode one takes place 66 years before the star killer incident so it's like you know right at the beginning of palpatine's rise to power execute order 66 yep. yeah it's great it's wow well, I don't know. That, that so for that resource it is what it is, but um you're not changing my timeline, okay? Mm-mm. Still going to be, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm going to use I'm going to use the old time time stamps. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh we got a handful more um transmissions here. Let's dive into one here from um Zach Bernard. Hello, Matt and Ezra. Hopefully the outcast can receive this transmission across the galaxy. My transmission for today is just going to tell you about how I found your amazing podcast and my Star Wars origin story. 
So let's begin how I found your podcast. Traveling through the galaxy in my B-Wing, known as the Aquarius 5, my R4 unit started going crazy about receiving a signal from way out in the outskirts. So as I was traveling, R4 finally got the transmission to fully come through, and it was your first podcast about how you guys found Star Wars, why you guys love it, and the pod- and what the podcast would be about. R4 then started telling me there was more, and so I R4... Um, Started to get all the podcasts there were out there uh, until all were able to be played and uh, sort of a binge through all the podcasts I uh, started and then I was all caught up. Luckily, I did just before The Rise of Skywalker. I would like to say thank you both for making such an interesting podcast that caught me instantly. Now on to my origin story. My love for Star Wars and everything around the galaxy far, far away. It was 2005. I was only in kindergarten. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, crazy to think about. He, he we, was we the were, learner. He, he was, was the, learner, the learner. Now he at, is the master. He was the learner. As and I were in 2005. As in, we were in junior year, going on to senior year. I mean, well, we could have been in senior year because it was August or whatever. So this is uh, great. It's yeah. crazy. I was only in kindergarten at the time and got taken out of school randomly. My dad told me he had a surprise for me and he wouldn't tell me. Um, what it was so I was antsy and wanted to know we got to a movie theater he grabbed some tickets and some popcorn and told me he wanted to introduce me to something that he loved as a kid let's go (laughs) okay we walked into the theater and sat down and he told me that we were about to see Star Wars being only five at the time I personally really didn't know what Star Wars was until a few hours later suddenly the theater got quiet I uh, got quiet when a gray Lucasfilm logo uh, popped up on the screen and the Fox music played. Yeah, you know, I remember those days, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then suddenly, the ever-so-famous Star Wars theme played, and I looked over, seeing a huge smile on my dad's face. Um, from then on, it was all focus. Witnessing Anakin become Vader was amazing. Uh, amazing. Automatically making me a fan of the films and the dark side. <laughs> After that, all I wanted was more Star Wars. Sadly, younger me didn't know that after that movie, I'd be waiting 10 years for the next movie to hit the big screen. But in that 10-year gap, I watched all six movies, more time than I want to mention, played all the games, but I didn't know about your uh, podcast until there is 40 years worth of books to read. (laughs) Even if they are no longer canon, I'm going to read some, but I will be focusing on the new uh, canon. So, Matt and Ezra, I have one little question. Where do I start on the new canon? That's going to be it for this transmission, but you can definitely expect more as I come to read the books uh, and dive deeper and deeper into Star Wars, um, the Star Wars universe. May the Force be with you both. First of all, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening, Zach. Um, yep. Man, I could not imagine. So, like, I think I for me and, you know, we've talked about this a little bit as um, yeah. you and I, you and I both very similar situations in that um you know, my mom uh, didn't work um, until I was about like until I was about like eight or nine, and then I have a young I have a younger brother. So mm-hmm. pretty much once he was in school and I was in school, she she went back to working, and so but then so she was always home, kind of like taking care of um, my brother and me. So I remember like Christmas breaks, watching you know the the VHS. Um, oh yeah. Of Star Wars, but it really wasn't until episode one came out, and this is the reason I love it so much, and seeing it in theater, 
right? And it's right, like, right. whoa, it's a different experience, especially back then. You know, it's not like the internet was was crazy or you could stream Netflix onto your 84-inch, you know, TV that, you know, flat screen TV that everybody has now and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was totally a different um experience and then you know like i talked about the i've talked about the star wars pepsi cans right with obi-wan that came out like before and reading them and being like who are these guys like and all of this stuff so um as for episode three to be an entry point when you're five i think would be awesome because it's because it's episode three is a huge movie and like the final yeah, yeah. The, the final fight between anakin and obi-wan and again i think we talk about this best place to start i mean really you can start anywhere um but yeah if episode three was the first star wars movie i watched i would be like uh i hooked for life okay like, oh dude, dude epic lightsaber battle everything it's just it's it's crazy. I can imagine just being mesmerized, you know, probably, and and the hype by everyone else, like his like his dad and everyone mm-hmm. in the theater. It's got to be just huge. Mm-hmm. And it's go- episode three is gorgeous, really. When you go back right. and watch it, um, like certainly, I think a lot uh, far a lot more than episode two. Um, you start off in that huge space battle. Um, you know, I mean, R 2s are. Um, Obi Wan's got the the droids that are on his ship, and Anakin has to fly over yeah. and like you know knock them off, and then yeah, fighting droids. fighting yeah. General Grievous, fighting Count Dooku, the Yoda versus Palpatine battle. If that's your if that was your first Star Wars movie, I too would have been like, oh, I need to know everything there right. is to right, know yeah. about this. <laughs> right. You know what? One quick story about about that. Uh, I remember, gosh, we were yeah we were in high school and. We were going into this, and I remember talking to to you and other friends. I literally remember this because we were going to go to the theater and watch it. And I remember saying, "Guys, in episode four, you know, Vader says uh, when they they're talking about the powers of the Death Star, you know, that the power to destroy a planet is insignificant to the power of the Force." And I was like, "I swear to God, I was like, we are going to see what that looks like in this movie." And, and to a certain extent, we did. But I was like, dude, they're going to blow up a freaking pl- – something, something crazy is going to happen. I remember the speculation going on during that time, and I was just like, wasn't that great? Um, it, and it was weird because we still speculate now, and we build ourselves up. I wasn't disappointed at all when I went in there, and I didn't – you know, everything didn't land the way I thought it was going to. It was still great, and I got to see his turn, and I was like, that was a sick lightsaber battle. Everything that Obi-Wan says to Anakin at the end, you were my brother. Like, you're like, what? I mean, because mm-hmm. that relationship between them had built for so long. And you're like, there's right. no way Anakin's going to turn on Obi. Well, Just, and uh, I mean, think about this. You know, it, if that's your, if that's the first, if your first entry point into Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, just as you said, there's no way he's going to turn on him. Um, I mean. Everything you see, I mean, you see Palpatine, you know, it's treason then. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, God, yeah. like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yep. it's, it would be crazy. It would be crazy to think that he's he's going to turn to the dark side. Yeah, I think people forget sometimes how good 3 is. Three, episode oh, 3, three is, is great. Is I mean, three extremely is, good. 3 is the best of the prequels. Yeah, um, it's yeah I mean, I know I have, a, I have some friends that 3 is their favorite movie. And I'll say this, man. You know, you, Ez and I have been uh, addicted to TikTok here for about the last uh, couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot there are a lot of people who seem to be around the age of like 18, 19, you know, um, stuff like that using it. And every there, there's a lot of Star Wars on there. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's it's all people like recreating the scenes from three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, you cool will stuff. you yeah. will try. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's got the best lines. Some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Zach, this is awesome, man. I mean, I love the, also that he has like, um, you know, he's, he's got his R4 unit. 
You know, not, not, yeah. not an R2. He's running with an R4 unit uh, in his B wing. But by, by mm-hmm. all things, like I, I love. You know, I picked a Y wing. I love, I love flying in a, in a Y wing just because it's different than the X wing and you know, I, Gold Squadron and everything. So um, that's super cool that we got a, you know, B wing guy here. You know, this this kind of cool. Hey, so to answer his question though, right? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the, the sometimes we books. just sometimes we yeah. just go on tangents about how much we love you know that people love well, Star Wars. Yeah, how how cool your story is and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so something. You know, I've, I've, I've said a lot, and I think I'm going to give a different answer this time because I've, I've said this a couple times, and I want to make sure people know that there's there's tons of places you can pick up in New Canon. Um, if you wanted to start at the beginning of the New Canon timeline, we've said this, Dooku Lost, which is the audio production, is great. Mm-hmm. Master and Apprentice is great. Those are, those are good places to start at the beginning of the known sort of New Canon timeline. Uh, some another good spot would be the Thrawn trilogy. There's a new book going to be coming out, so the new Timothy Zahn Thrawn trilogy is great. If you've watched, you know, Clone Wars and you've seen some of Rebels, then it all kind of weaves in there, and you learn about Thrawn and his origin, and you learn about what he's up to for Palpatine. And I think that actually going forward um, with either the animated series or whatever's happening with Ezra Bridger in the Unknown Region is where they're headed. I think that's going to be a big thing at Celebration that they're going to talk about. So I, if you want to get prepared, I would maybe you know, read that Thrawn trilogy. Um, and if you're looking for gap filler stuff, just from the end of Episode 6 up to The Force Awakens, there's a lot. I mean, read the Aftermath series, all about the contingency plan with Palpatine, and then from there you can read Bloodlines, you can read Phasma, tons of other you know little mm-hmm. filler books that are that are in between there. So... Uh, there's there's really not a bad place to start. Um, just you know, I guess I would just pick up the beginning of like if it's aftermath. You know, pick book one, obviously. Uh, Thrawn trilogy, pick book one, and just pick up and go from there and and read those. And and what's neat is you know a lot of them are finished or there are, there are two or three books out. So that's sort of a, a good way to to look at it. But and again, there's cool chron- com- there's cool there's, is great too. There's cool comics too out there. Um, I would just I would probably recommend. Um, it's really pick the character if there's a specific character you kind of want to learn a little bit more about or, um, you know, if it's and then and then and then see what kind of books are going on um, around that character around that around yeah. that timeline and just and just go from there. Because I think with Star Wars, as there's, you know, essentially three different periods in, in time, um, you know, it's like right now, man, I want to learn more about Mandalorians. Because I'm reading, mm-hmm, I'm reading mm-hmm. about the Mandalorians and maybe Dark Saber and and yeah. some of this stuff because that's kind of where my my mind's at right now in Star Wars. So that's kind of the the content that I'm I'm going to be checking out going forward. So I think it's just easiest to kind of say, well, this is a, this is a character I want of uh, I want to learn a little bit more about and then just go from there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, super cool there. That's awesome. Um, happy to. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to more more transmissions from Zach. That's really cool. I'm glad he's in into the reading. Uh, and again, we're we're gonna be firing up the book club here probably in February. We're gonna pick a book and have some discussion with people and just just see where we want to go. We, we we should probably do a poll. We we talked about mm-hmm. doing polls. Maybe we should you know pick something uh, between you and I that we're reading, and then also see if we can get some other people uh, to give us some comments and some transmissions, and maybe even have some of our patrons join us on the show or mm-hmm. something. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So. so, all right. Well, uh, I got one more here. Um, this is from Kirk uh, Spicer. 
He's got some lightsabers he wants to talk about here. He says, hello, fellow nerds. Uh, my name is Kirk Spicer. This is my first time sending a transmission, but I have uh, I have shared in the group. I can't remember clearly my first time watching Star Wars, but when I was young, it was in the early 90s, we did have the, um, the box set. My uh, favorite movie is Return of the Jedi, which is probably why I like Rise of Skywalker. I was nine when episode one came out, and I enjoyed it. I even like Jar Jar, but like I said, I was nine. Hey, you know what? So was I. <laughs> And I still like him today, too. So uh, (laughs) when Lucas made episode six, he decided actively that Star Wars Star Wars is for kids. And I think that is part of what enchanted me as a child. Eventually, my teens, I got a Star Wars uh, best of PC game pack and play what are probably some of the greatest games. Republic Commando, the original Battlefront, Empire at War, which he says he's not very good at. Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Shortly after it, I had also um, played battlefront 2 the original um one and knights of the republic 2 i also found this game called star wars galactic battlegrounds which is a uh mm-hmm. art it's like it's a it's similar to empire war it's like a uh, turn-based kind of uh, not, not turn-based it's a um, real-time strategy game kind of like age of age of empires so, so you can play as the empire rebellion wookies trade federation confederacy republic and even the gungans it was weird mm. and i loved it um it is it's really good it's kind of it's very similar to empire war except uh there's a lot more building uh involved yeah Uh, a few years later i found a star wars book in my local library it was allegiance by timothy zahn i was lucky to stumble into the eu with zahn's writings after a few of his books i got to the thrawn trilogy and thrawn became my favorite star wars villain possibly favorite character I didn't read that much of EU slash Legends, but I think I got some of the best. Uh, The last episode, I heard you talking about your favorite lightsabers, and I had to submit a few for your consideration. I randomly out of order read a Star Wars book about lightsabers that I found in a secondhand store. And in the book, you meet other Jedi that are contemporaries of the Solo Twins. First, um, Tenel Ka was a Mm -hmm. B.A., uh, you know, badass uh, female Jedi that uh, Jack and or Jason had a thing for. Her lightsaber was carved from the tooth of a Rancor and has a turquoise crystal. And he's actually provided us with pictures here. That is pretty cool, actually. I got. Yeah. I got to say, um, looks kind of like a. It reminds me kind of like of um, I think like a horn, like a horn of ale, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like a, it's a big it's like a big big tooth. Uh, he says, secondly, Lobaka. Uh, was Chewie's nephew and the only Wookiee Jedi at the time. Uh, they later added Gungan to Clone Wars, and he's um, the only one still in canon. His lightsaber is shown below and is bronze. Now, this one I actually like a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, Gungan's kind- cool. He, yeah. It's, it's got that, uh, it's almost got a, kind of got that that hilt like uh, Luke slash Anakin's has, uh, or not the hilt, like the, um, the emitter that Luke and Anakin's has, where it's kind of you know it's like it, it goes up on one side and then it kind of comes down and slants around on the other side then it's got the kind of the padded um taped uh almost if you will uh hilt which i like a lot actually i mm-hmm. to me those are kind of my favorites like the, the taped ones you think like a bow staff or something like that that kind of that kind of that kind of weaving i don't know i just i'm always i'm always fond of fond of those yeah. It says next is from the Star Wars The Force Unleashed. These are Morris Brood's sabers, inspired by uh Tonfa sticks. Uh a perpendicular hilt design allows her to hold the sta- sabers at unusual angles. So a Tonfa, um think of like a nightstick, right? 
where mm-hmm. it it's you know it goes all the way down, but then it's got a, a a thing that comes down towards kind of the bottom of it that sticks out a little bit, so you can kind of think like a nightstick is really the the police kind of baton yep. is is easily the the way to think about it. So it allows you to kind of grip it and flip it around in different ways. Um, and there are two of those. Um, he says. And when discussing your favorite lightsaber fights, I feel like you have to talk about your favorite lightsaber fighting style. I don't know all the names, uh, as there are many different forms, but the way Vader's apprentice moves in The Force Unleashed makes all of his fights in my favorites. I also love Ahsoka's lightsaber style, especially once she started dual wielding. And I find her at the end of season two of Rebels, maybe one of the best fights. Uh, To me, it holds more emotion than Anakin versus Obi-Wan. That's all I have to share for now. May the Force ever be in your favor. Wait, that's not right. Uh, (laughs) He says Jedi Master Kirk Spicer. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, these um, lightsabers, yeah, it is it is really cool to kind of look and see Tenoka, and and uh, we're gonna do an extended edition right after this episode just about Tenoka and Lobaka and some of these EU characters because th- th- it is really cool. I mean, the way she gets this rancor, you know, tooth and being from Dathomir and stuff is yeah, really really cool, and it's just her whole story and connection with Jason Solo is. Pretty fascinating. So we can talk about that. And I think when we do, we even we mm-hmm. go into some pretty big spoilers for the EU. Uh, mm-hmm. Look right at the end of the timeline there. But yeah, man, they're, they're really cool. Lobaka's mm-hmm. epic. I mean, that's having like that, like that wooden kind of finish on your lightsaber is is cool. Also, looks a lot like um like like this this a similar color to what Ray has mm-hmm. at the end of. Uh, the uh, Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. which is yeah, cool. yeah, um, yeah. Favorite lightsaber fighting styles. You know, we talked about that a little bit. I do think um, Star Killer or Garen Marek um, in the in the first uh, Force Unleashed, because just position to playing it right now, where he kind of holds it right like behind his back. Um, he's like mm-hmm. running around with it behind his back, and then he uses it. He it is kind of odd how he uses it because he doesn't use it like you know how we how most people use it like kind of like a sword, right? He he's like you know, he'll like bring his like, so he's, because he's holding it essentially almost what what most people would consider backwards. When he brings it up in front of him, it's not like you would with like a, like a big sword, like a claymore. It's almost like you bring it. And then the blade is going um, perpendicular down to like your elbow. Right. So bring that in front of your face. It is kind of cool. It is, it is um, certainly a cool uh, fighting style that he uses. But for me, I think just if, the one I kind of like the most, and only because you know, as and I talked about this a little bit last time, mm-hmm. uh, is Dooku. I just just because I, I think that curved oh, hill, kind yeah. of like a fencing type style, just because you know, I, I, Tom and our buddy Tom and I took took fencing for a little bit, so I feel like that's where I would uh, naturally be inclined to go. Right, it's actually pretty pretty cool. Maybe we'll even do another um, extended edition next time, just on the different lightsaber forms. Mm-hmm. They are pretty cool, and I, I've I've never really known much about them other than I always knew that form three was Obi Wan's because right. I always wanted to know more about Obi Wan, and I also think it's like a true you know, like this true form because you know um, Yoda says to Luke that, uh, or when, when does he say this that that basically. Yeah, like like Jedi use their powers for defense, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and not for attack and stuff. And so Form Three is very mm-hmm. defensive and and um, right. you know it's counter strikes and stuff. But yeah, a lot of yeah. blocking and everything, yeah. traditional I'll, style. Yeah. Although I will say there is a new 
uh, I guess, kind of fighting style if you play Jedi Fallen Order, that might be my new favorite just because I'm all about versatility, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, it, uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff, it's one of the reasons I like Batman so much. I'm like, well, his utility belt, dude, he's so versatile. You know, he can get you from all these different angles. Um, so Cal uh, Kestis has a double-bladed lightsaber, but he often just uses it. You can you, you can pick in the game. You can use it as one or you can use it as two, like Darth Maul, um, which I think would be cool. If I really, like, you know, were a Jedi, right, and I could do whatever I, I wanted, I do think I would tend, I would probably tend more towards, like, Darth Maul with a double-bladed lightsaber. But his mm-hmm. is, like, two lightsabers put together, and so then he can pull them apart and use them as, like, two individual lightsabers. So I think that's yeah. pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool and that, that you then you then you have you can go single you can go double bladed like maul like a staff um and then you can go one and one i think that's i think that's pretty cool yeah that is pretty cool yeah yeah the, you can kind of switch it back and forth between different forms you know the crazy thing was like i remember reading some of the books in during the during the um the prequel era and they talked a lot about like switching between forms and learning your forms and if you could be a true master of a form and you're in and you know with your lightsaber like that might be better than knowing multiple mm-hmm. you know different forms i mean having knowledge of them for counter strikes was really cool but yeah as you say like your lightsaber also matter matters too are you going with a double blade are you going with like as you say like the ahsoka uh version mm-hmm. two where she has two um right well it's kind of like uh Kind of think about it maybe a little bit like um, MMA, right? Like mixed mixed mm-hmm. martial arts, where one of the things I like about MMA, not that I really watch it that often, but it, just the idea of it, and sometimes you see this, is sometimes it's not necessarily the fighter themselves, but the styles that they know and how do those styles go against one another, right? Because when you think about different forms of martial arts um, or just fighting in general, you know, they all have different rules and stuff like that, so... Um, like a boxer versus somebody that does Muay Thai, right? Or like, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu seems to be a big one. Um, but then I remember, like, uh, there was a period of time in MMA, like kind of when Brock Lesnar, like, got into MMA where wrestlers kind of started just coming in and kind of dominating everyone because it, it, while it wasn't necessarily like a big, you know, I, I think I don't think people would consider it a martial art, but it is, it is a fighting style. Um, and it was just like this new kind of thing where these guys are a lot more adept to like getting you down to the ground as quickly as possible and stuff like that and so there was kind of like that kind of took over for a little bit but then um i just think yeah i just think it is it is kind of interesting the idea of like should you know all the forms or should you just be a master of yours yeah right right yeah which is pretty cool what style what fight what kind of fighting style do you think you would you would be as Oh, dude, I, like I said, I like that Form 3 traditional style, which you can work into Form 5. He, like, another thing that's interesting um, about the Forms is I love when they talk about Mace Windu knowing uh, Vapid and Form 7 and knowing, mm-hmm. like, the highest of the high, like, the best whatever form. But it also, you had to draw upon the dark side. It was more of an aggressive form. Mm-hmm. And so he had to use that to beat Sidious is mm-hmm. the big thing. Like, I think when you get to, the, like, the novelization, there might be a reference to some of this, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so but it's I, just kinda... so I'm I'm kind of unfamiliar with the with the the forms. Is form three? Is that like, I think is that like what Obi Wan kind of uses? Obi Wan, yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost see them sort of like you'll see them pull their lightsaber back, and they have that that, that, that just you look at their stances. It's 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 kind of fascinating. Qui Gon uses in, then is that because Qui Gon? Uh, he does. uses form four actually. Okay. He and Yoda are some are kind of use use form four. Um, 
But again, sometimes it just depends on where they're at and who they're fighting. They might have to switch to a different form. But, it, to, you know, a, a Jedi would kind of go gravitate toward... Like, Anakin was trying to learn, you know, multiple forms and, and stuff. And so, I don't know. It's... I don't I don't know much about them, but I know that they are mentioned sometimes in the books and in the comics, and it's sort of like what you know. And they talk about the posi- the positioning of your feet. The um, it's called the combat lightsaber specialist. <laughs> you know those guys. You see the videos where they're just like they've studied the film. They've they've come up with this whole um method for teaching the different forms, and they do shows and stuff. It's it's pretty crazy. Like they mm-hmm. go they go pretty intense on it. And uh, but yeah, it's neat to see that even in the animated series. They're using different forms as well and and moving between them and stuff. You know, when you when you fight Vader, uh, I mean, Vader's got a, a certain style in, in, a, in a form that he has to use. So it's crazy. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this really so. developed during the prequel era, really. So because like a, traditionally they were like great swords, you know, Luke and Obi-Wan. And right. Vader were, like, they were taught to like this should be a heavy sword. When you swing, it should be very heavy. And you almost see that like they. Yeah. Like, like they're singing a great swinging a great sword. Sorry. Yeah, I remember there's uh, there's interviews with, with Mark Hamill where he talks about, um, you know, it's like it, it, Mark Hamill wanted it to be like what we see in one, two, and three, but George Lucas was like, no, it's heavy, it's like Excalibur. Uh, yeah. And, then, yeah. And, and, and then he and then he's like, and then I watched the prequels and they're like flying around all over the place. Like, yeah. 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 So that absolutely. Cool. So. All right. Well, um, all right, guys. Uh, I think that's uh, it. We have one more, but it's like pretty lengthy. And so I want to make sure that we can give it like the time that it's due. So we will save that um, one from Phil. Uh, he actually has a kind of a Star Wars story he's working on. So we'll yeah, we'll definitely really cool. We'll definitely hit that up next time. But um, I do want to say uh, one thing here um, about kind of our Patreon um, series that we're doing here. Um and it's what we're calling extended edition, or ex- as we could call it here in hyperspace, the expanded universe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically, it's something that Ez and I are doing actually in some of our other podcasts, and people are really seeming to like it um, a lot more. And it's basically um, rather than kind of just doing these who knows what episodes, we can, um, because we're in the moment and we're in the zone, we can kind of do these much like kind of bigger more expanded versions um where we can we're like in the moment in the zone the mics are hot as as likes to say yeah. so we can kind yep. of go uh, talk about some of that where we can go like really 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 deep on some of these things yeah so like 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 today just because this is new and so we want to kind of explain it it's just so much easier from um our point of view to take what we were just talking about because oftentimes we find ourselves continuing the conversation once we're done with the recording mm-hmm. um we'll talk about We'll follow up. We'll ask each other, you know, questions like, you know, Matt might ask me like, like, okay, so is like Ten Oka, like, you know, it, who is she in relation to to, to Jason Solo? And it, it's just like, if you hadn't read that series, you you wouldn't really know. So we're gonna right. do that. I mean, we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about that and. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, let's just record that. It's good exactly. stuff. I mean, it's good. Yeah, but, yeah, but sometimes, yes, because sometimes it's like we get talking. They're like, hold on, do you know about this? Because we we like to come in prepared. Uh, yeah. for for the for the main episodes and so so these expanded ones that might be a little more candid like hold on let me give me a second to look that up here and so yeah. there's there's yeah. certainly some research and stuff involved but it's kind of like a hangout I mean that's what we do we hang out anyway but yeah, yeah it's kind of yeah. like even even more kind of a a laid back hangout yeah it, I think it'll be really good and and what it is is we just take some topics that were mentioned here and and we go and you never know I mean the last three of these that we've done we've gone in different like 
I mean, traveled down hyperspace lanes slash yeah. rabbit holes slash whatever. <laughs> right. Like we go into some pretty crazy, crazy places. So um, mm-hmm. we're going to do that. What's and that's the what's the what's the what's the weekly. creature called that Han flies into in in episode five? Oh my gosh! In the, in the, in the, in the, the space asteroid. worm. Yeah, that, that's where that's, that, it may lead what? us there. Yeah, yeah, may may but with a bunch of Minoc. Oh my god, cheesy cow. By the way, Minoc were a bigger deal in the, in the EU. I just want everyone to know. We'll talk okay. about that too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. And our next episode, we'll continue to discuss your transmission. So be sure to send us your Star Wars thoughts, origin stories, or favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.